Hello everyone and welcome back to the Who Told You That podcast where we motivate, celebrate, speak positivity and accelerate. We just want to get ourselves together. You know it's your girl Chantal. Happy to be back with you another week and first and foremost I want to wish you guys a happy Easter and how was your week? As usual I hope you guys had a very productive and rewarding week and I hope you got some rest. So I was able to get some well-needed rest due in part to the holidays and I'm so grateful for that. So during the course of the week, I would have worked some long hours. So I was totally looking forward to Friday where I wouldn't have to get up early or get out of it at all. And trust me, I made use of it. I slept for the entire day and it felt good. No shame in my game. <laughs> Alright, because you know, it's important to take a break sometimes, and I did just that. So there's a lot going on in Jamaica right now for the holiday weekend. People are outside, the place is buzzing and filled with excitement, and I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy that you guys are outside and having a good time. So, I haven't had a guest in a while, and I'm extremely excited today because I have one with me. And his story is one of inspiration, resilience, and strength. And I'm certain that this discussion will be very thought-provoking for you guys and very insightful. And men, this one is especially for you. So I hope you're listening. I feel so blessed to have him. Sean, I don't know if you remember in 2021, and this is something that is forever etched in my mind. COVID was relatively new and I contracted COVID and trust me, I was, I, I panicked. I was, I was a hot mess. And one day he just called me to find out, well, he didn't see me at work and he called me to find out if I was okay. And I told him that, no, I was feeling ill. And the man went to Juicy Beef. Those of my, those of you Jamaicans who know Juicy Beef and know Juicy Beef soup. Yes. He went to Juicy Beef and he got me soup. And I think it lasted me for like two days. And I, trust me, I'll never forget that gesture. I will never forget it. And I'm totally grateful for that, Sean. And so today, you remember that story? Yes, I do. Oh, you do? Good. <laughs> All right. So Sean and I are going to delve into the topic, normalizing men and emotions. I need to repeat that. Normalizing men and emotions. Because men and emotions don't necessarily go together or go well together. But we're going to do that. So, I'm excited about this discussion and I hope you are too, Sean. Yes, I am. Okay. And I want to hear from a male's perspective. And I think that there's so much value in that. But before we get into all the excitement and the niceness and the tough discussion because it's not gonna be very easy you know but before we get into it i want you to tell our listeners about yourself i've done so much talking hi sean hi hi chantel how, <laughs> how are you doing i'm fine i'm fine you i am good and i i must say thank you so much for being a part of this yes it was a pleasure i'm, I'm glad all right so tell our listeners about yourself who is sean darby all right as as the name is, I'm Sean Darby, right? <laughs> I'm a Santa native. I'm a very fun person, outgoing, lovely outdoors. I love interacting with people. All right. All right. 
So you're a Simpson man. All right. Yeah, cool, man. cool, cool, cool. All right. So, um, so it is true that societal values differ from men and women, and so do expectations, right? So men by nature are predominantly the head of the household. You guys are the protector, the provider. So you are expected to be strong. You're expected to be resilient, resolute, bold. You just, you, basically, you're expected to have it all together. You agree with me? Yes. All right. So gender roles are the product of the interactions between individuals and their environments. And they give individuals cues about what sorts of behavior is believed to be appropriate for each gender. And these may differ based on locale and socialization. So let's put this in perspective in the Jamaican context now and our present reality. So sadly, Jamaican men are socialized not to show emotions. And if they do, they are dubbed as being what? Soft. Soft. Yeah. Weak. Soft. Right? Weak. Yeah. And oftentimes you guys are emasculated. Our men, and this is so sad, but our men are taught from a very early age to repress their emotions and grin and bear it. In fact, many of our men repress till they are entirely disconnected from their emotions and their emotional self. So for Jamaican men, and I can speak about it from the Jamaican context, I'm not sure how it is in other parts of the world, but you guys can comment and, and let me know. Emotions equate to weakness. So in a society where men face these stereotypes, how do you deal with mental health? Men, how do you guys deal with mental health and combat your emotional struggles? Because you are human and you are going to feel things. Sean and I are going to talk about that. Sean, you're going to give me the answers, you know? Right? The first thing I want to ask you is this. How do you think men are treated in regards to showing emotions and just generally speaking about your mental well-being? Well, from my perspective, I think we're treated unfairly, mm -hmm. right? Towards the emotion and mental well-being. Right. So unfairly in what context? All right. We men grow up with the... Feeling that you shouldn't it, talk about your emotions. Yes, we should not talk about our emotions. Right. right? We are supposed to compress it, hide mm -hmm. it, and just push it under the rug and get over with it. Get you know? over it. Yes. I love that you said that. Get over it. Get over it. So, girls will be... We can go to our parents or anybody and we can tell them how we're feeling and they'll sit with us they'll talk through the emotions with us but for men it's a bit different right yes so have you ever had a situation where as a child you were feeling something and you went to an adult and they told you they just dismissed it well not as a child you know but recent you know as a grown-up as an adult as a yeah adult. right right yeah Alright, so what about, alright, so we're going to touch something very serious now, and it's your diagnosis, and I want you to tell the listeners about it. Um, you were recently diagnosed with depression, moderate depression, right? Yes. And, but before we get into the diagnosis, um, tell me how, how did you know that something was off, something was wrong? All right, from the very first instance, as I said before, right, I'm a very outgoing person. I love the outdoors and outdoor activities and stuff, right? 
at one point mm -hmm. oh i knew that something was wrong right a game of soccer could not miss me every evening mm -hmm. i had to play soccer after work right, right? i found myself like finding excuses like monday said i can't bother mm -hmm. tuesday well i need to just go home and rest mm -hmm. while i wasn't tired mm -hmm. right social my friends i used to hang out with them like after in the evening after work yeah. i stopped doing all that mm -hmm. i find excuses for everything to say like look they're not in my league anymore right i don't want to hear anything that they're talking about mm -hmm. right i'm not interested in that Mm -hmm. Right, so, and that was not me. So you just wanted to be by yourself. Exactly. And then when you realized that you weren't this social, I don't want to say butterfly, this sociable person anymore, you figured that something was a bit off with you. Definitely. So realizing, so we, we come to the point now where you've realized that something is off, something is wrong. What did you do after? Well, I tried analyzing what was off, what was wrong, right? Mm -hmm. It was a bit hard right until one evening i got a panic attack wow yes and i was rushed to the hospital mm -hmm. and since then so like what was that experience that, that uh, panic attack you knew it was a panic attack or well at, in the moment in what the, did that feel like it was scary right that was my very first panic attack mm -hmm. right i did not know it was actually a panic attack until i reached sentence bay hospital right yeah wow so i so we would have spoken and i i know the backstory behind you know what you went through yeah. so um earlier i mentioned that there are barriers that exist between men and women and how men are taught to repress their emotions so in a society where men rarely visit a general practitioner, and I can tell you this, every client that I have, and I have to do an insurance form for them, every male client rather, and I'll ask them, what's the name of your doctor, name and address of your physician. They look at me puzzled like, doctor, none of them have doctors, none. Most of them tell me that they don't go to the doctor. I don't know. If my head scratch me, I go to the doctor. If I go to the doctor for everything. So, in this society where men don't even go to a general practitioner, how did you find the courage, find the strength to go to therapy? Well, I had this one person that guided me throughout the entire process, right? Mm -hmm. Our situation. Right? She urged me to visit some professional. Right, she even found the professional and actually sent me to that person. Okay, so so did you have any, were you reluctant to go? No, I wasn't because I was curious of what was happening to me at that particular moment because I was not myself anymore. Right, and you wanted to feel like you again. Yes, I wanted to feel like me. So you, you no hesitation, you went. I went instantly. Alright, so what was that process like for you? How long did you do therapy and what was the process like? Well, at that time when I visited the first um, professional, right. I did approximately 
I did approximately, if I can recall, like five sessions, mm-hmm. right? I was to do a final session, but I realized that that um, service wasn't helping me because I was actually left to do everything on my own. Right, you had to do all the hard work. Yes, I had to do mm-hmm. all the hard work and I needed guidance throughout the process. As it should be. Yes. Okay. All right. So basically, you wanted to know what was wrong. So you had no hesitation going. Um, so what was the process like? Well, all right. My first session, all right. I, you know, the introduction and the, they validate you to find out what's wrong with you and the um, scale, the level that you're at. Mm-hmm. Right, so I went through that process. After that, the second session, we practiced, practiced deep breathing. Mm-hmm. We tried to find out what was the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, as time passes, the third session, it dug a little bit deeper, like personal question, family background, mm-hmm. you know, to see if anyone in the family suffered from mental illness. Right. Yes. Okay. Um. So... Did you, were you given medication to, to assist? No, at first, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, but basically, you were able to identify the issues that you had. Up until that point, I wasn't able to identify because everything was um, like new to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see anything happening to me in the background or anything that was bothering me. I could not see it. So when did you have that breakthrough moment? That moment where you got clarity, you were able to pinpoint the issues that you were having and... All right. Um, that was in um, when I visited the second prof- professional because I actually visited two and not one. Right. Right. So he asked me a few questions, like personal questions. Mm-hmm. He went back like in history to see, like same family first, like family history, all of that to see if I've been abused in the past, is any lingering problem. My mom had passed. Mm-hmm. He tried to figure out whether or not that was affecting me. Right. right? It turns out not. Right. So then eventually he was able to pinpoint the issues that you were having, that second therapist. Actually, no. Right? What he went and did was to prescribe medication because I told him of my personality. I described everything to him. And he said, basically, maybe you just need a kickstart. Right. Yeah. So, so that helped? Yes, it did. It helped. Okay, so that was your breakthrough moment. Yes, that was my breakthrough moment. So after the prescribed meds, and it basically, so based on a little research that I did, I think it 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 helps or or increases the serotonin or yes, it work, does. It yeah, does. It works on the yes. chemical imbalance that you have. Yes, basically all of that um, depression and all of that is a chemical imbalance. So mm-hmm. it brings forth your happy emotions then. The okay. Medication. So, are you still on meds, or you're good now? No, I'm off. I'm you're good. Off. You're yes, good, yes. and I love that. So, you feel like yourself. So, you've gone back to playing football. Yes. Every well, evening. I, no, not every <laughs> evening. I only get to play one evening. Reason to that is because it's the only evening they play. <laughs> 
So, so okay, so if they were playing every evening, you would have been on the field Definitely. every Definitely. Listen, I love this. I love this. So you feel so that point where you had the your panic attack, your that anxiety attack. You feel completely different. Yes, from I that feel time. completely different right now. Speaking to you, mm-hmm. I feel different. I may not feel a hundred percent, but oh. I feel marvelous. Right, because life is still hard. I mean, let me not let me rephrase that. We go through different emotions in life, but do you feel like you're now able to manage yes. emotions? Yes, and I know how to deal with it as well. You know. Things that I can't manage, mm-hmm. I just leave it alone and maybe come back to it at a later date. Alright, yeah. so do you have any strategies that you can share with the listeners to cope? Those persons who have not really gone to therapy and, you know? Well, if there is a situation, or rather to say a problem, mm-hmm. and you have tried to solve it and you're not seeing any way near to solve it, mm-hmm. just leave it. Alright? Ask for assistance mm-hmm. or at a later date you may return to it. Alright. You mentioned breathing techniques earlier. Oh yes. Can we do that? Yes. Walk me through it. Alright, so for instance, you're having a challenging day. Mm-hmm. Only thing it takes, right? Mm-hmm. Is a couple of deep breaths to turn it into a good day. Really? Yes, a couple of deep breaths. So I just need to take a couple of deep breaths and I'll yes. feel Yes. It centers you, right? It centers you. It's a, a practice of meditation. Okay. All right. So you guys hear this? So I'm going to use that because most of my days are very stressful. So you just center yourself. Breathe how many times? Well, as much as you can to actually bring you down to that level or build you up to that level where you're on. Where you're okay. Yeah, where right. you I love that. Yes. Anything else? One more. Well, just try and focus on positive things. Although you're going to have negative things, but try and focus on the positive things. Because life is beautiful, despite the negativity and everything else that happens. There are possibilities, and life is life is beautiful, right? Of course, there is. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Sean, how can we as women support our men? All right. I think we should give a. All right, you, you guys, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I know, sorry. I know, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> all right. I think as female, right, you got, you ladies or women decide to say that we must be masculine, we must be tough and all. Sometimes, just give a listening here. Yeah. Yeah. Voice your opinion as well, because we are not always correct and things are decisions that we make. But sometimes the decisions that we make um, currently affects our mental health. So, just give a listening ear to us men and your opinion is very valid as well. Right. So, and and should we, I know that, alright, so based on how you guys are socialized, sometimes you don't necessarily want to talk about emotions because you probably don't feel comfortable based on, as I said, socialization. So, is it okay if we do check-ins with you guys, you know, twice, three times for the month, I mean, once a week, to just have that discussion to say, hey, hon, how you doing? Or your brother, your, your cousin, whoever, yeah. how you doing? Yes, I think that will help, like, very, very well. I think that will help. 
right? Because us male, you know, we're not going to go to our peers, like our friends or our brethren, mm-hmm. to say like, look, I'm having this problem, you know. Because sometimes we are, we can be masculine, but it's not that just alone, you know. It's being shame, the shame behind it. Yeah, yes. true, true. All right, all right. I hope you ladies heard that. I hope you heard. All right, so Sean... What's your message to men and women who are struggling with depression and other forms of mental illness and especially men who are afraid to seek help based on stereotypes? How can we change this narrative? What's your message to those people? Well, my message personally, I think do not be afraid to seek help. Mm-hmm. Reason be, at the end of the day, no one else is facing this with you right it's you alone mm-hmm. right seeking help can put you in a better place better frame of mind right so i would recommend to anyone if don't have to be professional help you can always speak to someone a confident confident yeah yes. confident yes and share what is going on with you inside you mm-hmm. right uh, share it you know that helps you know, just speaking about what is going on helps a lot. I love that. Talking about it helps a lot. It relieves. I mean, when you can offload on someone and just tell them your problems, it helps. So as yes. you said, and I love the fact that you said it doesn't have to be professional because therapy is expensive. I mean, we're yes. being totally honest and open. I'm in therapy now. I've done one week thus far and I'm really looking forward to all the changes that it will make and I'll talk about this one day but today is not my story but it doesn't have to be a professional it can be yeah. you can talk to anybody Anyone. somebody who you trust we can give you a listening here and what a valid or good opinion right because mm-hmm. not everyone's opinion is going to be all right here. not every opinion is good opinion okay mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Sean, it was such a pleasure having you here today. Yes, thank you, thank you. It was nice being here today, man. It's a pleasure. I love that. Do you have anything else you want to say before we close? Stay positive. Stay positive. Period. Love that. Love that, love that. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Who Told You That podcast. I... I am so grateful for you guys. You see, when I check um, online and I, I, I see the countries that we've reached, I see the downloads, it's so heartwarming. And I really appreciate the support week over week. And though I'm not on here every single week, I, I know that you guys still follow through and you listen to the episodes and I love that. So that is it for this week's episode. And just to remind you that you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, and Podcast Addict. And don't be shy. Go follow our Instagram page at Who Told You That Podcast 2022. And until next episode, I was going to say next week, you know, until the next episode, keep safe, trust your journey, and stay positive. positive.